Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Monday, September 27th. A Monday edition of the show this week is I will be out traveling tomorrow through the week. I'm headed to Orlando, Florida for Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration. So be sure to follow Travel Pulse on social media for live updates on all the new experiences at Disney and their 50th anniversary celebration. Um, If you're going to be there, let me know. Uh, Hit me up on social media. I'm at Eric Bowman underscore uh, is my username, or you can uh, drop me an email, podcast at travelpulse.com, and maybe I'll see you there. Coming up on the show today, we'll talk what's trending in travel, and later in the show, I'll interview Greg Schultz, a senior vice president with Expedia Group, and we will discuss the fall travel outlook for 2021 here and on into the winter. Great insights from Greg coming up later in the show. But for, I, I do want to give a shout out to Michelle of Creating Magic Vacations for winning an Amazon gift card prize for last week's giveaway. If you missed it, no worries. We'll do another giveaway before the end of the year, I'm sure. Uh, but you know, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, um, and you can get notified right when new episodes drop. So if possible, I'd love for you to leave a review about the show on whatever streaming platform you happen to be listening on. I would greatly appreciate it. I love hearing from you guys and all your feedback. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening. So now let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with today being World Tourism Day. A big celebration across the world, obviously a bit different now and look at last year, do a bit better now than last year, but still different from the pre-pandemic times. But hey, happy World Tourism Day, folks. Uh, Do you think it's time to reopen the world? More than 400 destinations around the world have earned the World Travel and Tourism Council's safe travel stamp. The latest to get it last week was New Zealand, Switzerland, Czech Republic, and Oman. So uh, as travel continues to be restricted, you know, we're seeing new travel habits form. People plan to spend less money on their vacations. Uh, Some are planning to travel more locally, and some are only taking uh, drive to vacations, and they're completely avoiding flying. Uh, As many of us already know, the federal mask mandate on planes has definitely been impacting air travel, Uh, but more on that a bit uh, when we get to the latest air travel news. But first, a few destination updates. Scotland has relaxed its entry rules for international travelers there. That's good news there. Australia plans to open by Christmas at the latest, is what they're saying. Obviously, things could could change in an instant, as we know, as we've seen so much over the last year and a half, but that's a great sign right there. So many people love, it's on so many people's bucket lists to get down to Australia. It's definitely on mine. I know a couple of people who have been and taken that super long flight and say, yeah, it's super long, but it's definitely worth it. So, hey, if you're thinking about Australia uh, or potential reopening by Christmas at the latest, uh, put it on your 2022 travel plans because they will definitely be opening up by then. Um, Thailand is on another uh, bucket list travel destination for so many out there. They are, uh, if you listen to the show regularly, you would have known a couple weeks ago they had set an October 1st reopening date for a lot of popular destinations in there. But now, unfortunately, they are pushing that back and uh, pushing back the reopening of Bangkok and several other destinations uh, back into November. Now, it didn't seem like a set date was targeted yet, but um, that's unfortunate there. But things happen, as we know, and you just kind of have to roll with the punches here um, in this new normal, so to speak. But hopefully, you know, November is the set timeline there and Thailand can begin to reopen and start their uh, tourism back up and, and, and get things moving there. Uh, and domestically here, Hawaii is facing pressure to increase COVID testing for travelers. Um, different uh, health experts around there want 
more testing as you know hawaii is a very popular destination will always be a very popular tourist destination and even more so now uh because international restriction travel restrictions are up there a lot of americans are venturing out to hawaii especially if you live on the west coast I had so many people i know live on the west coast within the last year said that yeah we took a vacation to hawaii so that's where we wanted to go and you know that's it, it is is it's tough they, they've been one of the stricter destinations around there and i can't fault them for that but you know with, with the Delta variant going on, people are concerned about that. So that's what they're what they're facing right now. It remains to be seen if they will change in any updates. Uh, they haven't. The, I think that pressure has been mounting now for uh, a few weeks, probably months now. So the, nothing has changed there on the Hawaii front. Um, but, you know, it could change. It, they could reinstitute a lot of the restrictions they, restrictions they did have in place. But uh, remains to be seen right now. So make sure you follow along on TravelPulse.com. We will definitely update as we have more information about that. So do you think the world should fully reopen? Let me know, podcast at travelpulse.com. I personally am all for it. As I noted in my Bowman's Travel Brief column this week, uh, it's time to reopen the world. Let's get it open. Safety measures are in place. Uh, I'm with the WTTC on this. Let's, uh, it's time to move forward. Let, let, let's get it going. Moving over to cruise news. Uh, cruising has resumed from ports in New York and Los Angeles. Last week, Crystal Cruises became the first cruise line to resume sailing from New York. And over the weekend, Princess Cruises became the first to set sail from the port of Los Angeles uh, since the pandemic began. Both are great signs that the cruise industry comeback is upon us. And uh, you just love love to see it out there if you're a fan of cruising. If you're anti-cruising, um, shoot me an email and let me know why. Because I... Would love to hear your insight on why you might be, but uh, hopefully that is not the case. Um, that is one request for emails that I hope I do not get, but hey, people uh, don't like it for some for whatever their reasons are. And another awesome sign for the cruise industry, Royal Caribbean received approval to build a new cruise terminal in Ravenna, Italy. Uh, when the port is fully operational, it will be able to serve more than 300,000 guests per year. Uh, expected completion is by 2024. So that is awesome right there. Um Love to hear that new ports potentially opening up around the world. If you are a big fan of cruising, I think this will be really high on your list because Italy and the Mediterranean over there, there's, it's it's one area that's super popular. Um, my mother-in-law has gone a few times. Uh, it's definitely on my list uh, as far as cruising goes. So I uh, hope to get out there and experience that sometime. So are you curious what else has happened in the cruise industry the month of September? Be on the lookout for a roundup of the top cruise industry news over on TravelPulse.com later this week. Moving on over to airline news and air travel news. Uh, senators have urged the Department of Justice and the FAA to crack down on those naughty passengers. The FAA then turned it around and put the airlines on notice. Uh, last week, the FAA urged representatives of major U.S. airlines to not only come up with a better plan to deal with unruly passengers, but to come back with a report in a week on how to do it. Uh, no word yet on that report has been finalized, but it is only Monday when I'm recording this. So if you're listening to this later in the week, you might already have an update on that. Be sure to check on travelpulse.com as we will update if the airlines are going to implement any sort of plan in place to crack down on unruly passengers and their criminal behavior as that has been on the rise. Delta, uh, they've come out and said that they've banned 1,600 passengers uh, since the pandemic began. Um, the airline actually wants to combine with other airlines on the no-fly list names, which I absolutely love that idea. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been done already, though. You think they would have connected and met up and said, hey, you know, this we just banned this person. You should ban it from your airline. But then again, uh, you know, maybe you know, 
eight months to a year ago, they weren't really thinking like that because they were probably just thinking we want the money. So if you're not going to fly on this airline and you still need to fly, if you've been banned from one, you're probably going to go pick another airline and fly from them. So, you know, it's all about the dollars and cents right there. We'll see if they actually do combine on the no fly list names and you get banned from all air travel. That could be part of the report on how they crack down. Uh, I don't know. I kind of don't see that happening, but um, I think it would be great. I think I think that's what should. So if you have a different opinion, let me know. Um, you know, if you don't comply, you won't fly. That's the simple fact of it, of where we're at right now with this federal mask mandate. So uh, the odds are low that someone on your uh, will actually disrupt your flight. But, you know, those odds used to be much lower. <laughs> uh, it is concerning that the rise of naughty passengers hasn't really gone away since last summer. So, yeah, hopefully something is done and, and they try to crack down on that a little bit more, but um, it it's, keeps happening. And as long as people have cell phones out, they're going to whip those out and, and, and take uh, video and pictures of people acting crazy and acting a fool up on a plane because uh, that content clicks. Um, and people love to, to view that stuff of people just love to view like craziness on the interwebs. Like that is where we are as a society. We just love to just dive into the weird craziness of, I mean, some people are totally against that obviously, but others, you know, they're just like sucked in and said, I, I got to see this and, you know, and they're there, but it is what it is. Um, elsewhere in the air travel news, the sector, uh, JD power released its 2021 North America airport satisfaction study, the top U S airports for traveler satisfaction in 2021. Um, the top three, I'll just list for now and you can check out the rest on travelpulse.com. but the top three, uh, Miami, JFK and Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport. I have not been to Minneapolis St. Paul, but I have been to Miami and JFK and was definitely satisfied on those. Um, but yeah, if you have a differing opinion and some people are like big anti um, on the JFK airport and they'd rather prefer LaGuardia. Others are like never going to set foot in LaGuardia again. It's it's like a pretty passionate People uh, get people get pretty passionate. Should I say? Excuse me on uh, JFK versus LaGuardia on that. So if you stand on one side or the other, let me know. I, I love differing opinions on on those. Personally, I, I would lean towards uh, JFK. But um, that wraps it up for air travel news. One final note on trending topics before we bring our guest on for this week is uh, the travel and tourism industries announced a net zero roadmap. As a part of an effort to combat climate change, the World Travel and Tourism Council announced the launch of a net zero roadmap for travel and tourism industries. It will support the travel sector's drive towards net zero by 2050. Um, thinking of 2050 is like so far away, but um, a lot to be done by then and a lot can change and a lot can happen by then, but good, good initiatives here that we're seeing. So the net zero roadmap will include an overview of climate actions in travel and tourism and action frameworks for specific industries to help accelerate climate commitments and emissions reduction. So one thing I noticed over the last week as this came out too, is I got a lot of press releases uh, last week related to sustainability and tackling climate change, both from the air travel sector to hotels and, and as well. So that was uh, pretty interesting on that. So if, if you're listening out there, travel advisors too, are you hearing from companies or clients at all or clients showing interest in sustainable travel? It's, it's definitely like a movement that, you know, a lot of companies are trying to jump on and issue press releases out and say that we're doing these things and we're, we're getting going when trying to be more sustainable, but you know, when it comes down to it, are, are, are the travelers out there, you know, for my travel advisor listeners out there, are your clients, do they even bring it up? Do they even care? Uh, I would love to know your feedback on that. So that wraps up what is trending in travel in this last week. Any additional thoughts, drop me an email, you know, it. it's podcast at travelpulse.com. Let's bring on today's guest, shall we? 
And now joining me on the podcast is Greg Schultz, a senior vice president with Expedia Group. Thank you for joining the show, Greg. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your work in the travel industry. Hi, Eric. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, terrific to talk with you today and always love talking about travel. I've spent the last two decades uh, of my life in, in the travel industry. I started uh, in the late 90s with American Airlines in revenue management and uh, great education and travel to, to spend time with pricing and yield management for a big airline. Uh, and then in 2005, moved to Expedia, uh, which was a, just a small online travel company at the time. We've, um, and then I spent the last, what, 16 years watching um, the industry change, watching Expedia change, and I don't know, raising a family and all that other stuff that we do. Good stuff. Yeah. 20 years of travel. Yeah, that, that's a lot. Yeah. And you were just, we were talking just before the show, um, you were just in Singapore uh, living there, which is awesome. It's one of my favorite destinations in Asia. So that that's pretty cool. No, it's great. And um, I we, we spent five years there. It was a, an amazing experience, not just Singapore, which I which I love Singapore, but the um, the region is is really oh. dynamic in, in travel and um, was, was a fantastic uh, time to be in, in Asia. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to be talking a little bit of fall. So happy fall. Uh, it is now officially the fall season, my favorite season of the year. But as it pertains to travel, it's a little bit different, typically a little bit slower in the industry than obviously, you know, uh, coming off of summer and everything this year, obviously being totally different, um, a little bit better than last year a bit. But um, yeah, my, my question to you, what do you think the fall travel season will be like this year? And how busy? How busy do you think it'll be? Well, busy or, or certainly busier. Uh, and and th this is really, this is a tough time to, to make predictions. The, um, I, I, I feel for the revenue managers out there who are, who are trying to understand um, uh, how, how to price and, and where to allocate fleets and, and where to um, put cars for car rental. It's just a, a lot of um, uncertainty. But we are seeing continued demand for uh, U.S. domestic travel. And so domestic flights seem to be pretty busy. Airlines are being really smart about how they, um, where, they're, where they're putting their capacity. Um, and, and Americans are, are really getting to know our country better, right? Um, we, we're doing a lot of uh, domestic travel. But we are starting to see a slow return of international travel as well. Um, but it's highly dependent on vaccination rates, uh, res restrictions, and um, and uh, when we see these restrictions lifted, we see people wanting to travel. So obviously good news with the, uh, with the transatlantic travel opening. Um, and I saw that Virgin Atlantic reported that their U.S. bookings were up 600% overnight uh, when the travel ban lifted with the U.K. So um, definitely demand there. And uh, it, it, when people feel safe and when they understand the um, logistics of the travel, I think uh, you, you see the bookings. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's U.S. tourism, I think, has it's been the focal point for so many in the last year. And it, not surprisingly that it's going to be, you know, kind of a, a top of mind for a lot of travelers this fall, uh, those that do get out. So um, as, was, as was noted in the newly released fall travel outlook from um, the report from Expedia, you know, we're shifting from a when will the pandemic end mindset to how do we learn to adapt? So for those that do travel this fall, what do you think they can expect this fall season and uh, how should they adapt to these times? Right. Well, first, let's look at what people want. Um, the, the survey did reveal a lot about consumer, consumer sentiment, and um, that points us towards a swift industry recovery because we saw that, that 
people that we surveyed were ready and excited to travel uh, for the rest of this year and beyond. Um, and, and the research specifically showed that three quarters uh, of those surveyed plan to take a trip in the next 12 months, uh, which I don't know why it's not 100%, but um, when we looked at that in December 2020, it was only 50% um, that were optimistic about taking a trip. So there's definitely some growing confidence and optimism. And um, and we're seeing the, tr the travel plans, like I said, more focus on, on domestic uh, and these drivable destinations in particular. Um, we are seeing a lot of vacation rentals. Um, so remote areas in particular are doing well. Uh, in the survey, it was just over 80% of our respondents said they plan to travel to a remote location. So the mountains, a beach or a small town. And, um, and a lot of, uh, of, pe of people driving and, and car rentals are, are really popular right now. Um, the, the biggest challenge there is a lack of fleet um, because there are, there's more demand than supply. Um, but we, we do see people starting to fly more and, and the survey showed that half the travelers uh, said they were planning to board a plane. Um, I think the biggest thing to, to expect is to um, not have, uh, there, there's, there's uh, a lot of inconsistency in terms of, of what to expect at different destinations or, or the, the rules about what you need to go to, especially across borders. Um, and so it's just more important than ever that, that travelers are getting that information from, um, from their uh, travel seller or the, the, um, the travel consultants uh, that, that um, might be listening today. For sure. Yeah. You've, you've got to, uh, make sure you have someone on your side there to, to help you along, especially that's part of adapting to these times. You know, you got to make sure that if there's so much unknown and uncertainty and depending on where you're going to, there's could be a lot of extra paperwork if you are going over to Europe and stuff. So uh, definitely helpful to have someone on your side there because, uh, you know, things are obviously way different from 2019 and even a bit different from 2020. So uh, could you touch a little bit more on some of the popular fall travel trends that um, we can expect this year from the um, data that you guys have reported out? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as you might expect, a continued emphasis on uh, features like flexibility, uh, cleanliness remains important, uh, touchless customer experiences. Um, that I think all of us who have traveled or even just living, going to the grocery store—that's what we've become to we've come to expect a bit. Um, but one of the the new challenges that's that that we're facing as an in industry is staffing um, and resourcing. It's really, um, it's really been a strain on, on hotels and airlines and, and uh, restaurants um, getting the, the right levels of staffing. And I think that's going to be a, a pretty big focus for, for all of us in this industry. And how, how do we work together to make sure that we are offering the best customer experience um, despite staffing shortages? And that might mean we've seen some of some hotels operating at a reduced capacity, uh, changing menus or, or service. Um, we've been working with a lot of our car rental uh, partners to better allocate fleets. We provide data um, just to make sure that they have uh, supply meeting demand. Um, but it's a, it's a bit of a struggle right now to make sure that we have the right, right resources. Yeah. It's, it's a challenging time for sure. And I think with that, 
aspect of the, the staffing stuff, I think that's got to be a focal point for all of the industry, especially throughout this fall, because we've got to gear up for what we do expect to be a busier, uh, busier than, you know, previous year, uh, the last year, obviously, uh, for the winter time period. And, and as we get into the January of um, 2022 and everything, because a lot of people do like to travel around the holidays and things like that. So hopefully that no, can be... Ho- ho- holidays are going to be, it's going to be a, a busy holiday season for sure. And and um, we we're, we're starting to see uh, a, a lot of that come through in our in our search numbers as well. Yeah, I was going to say that's kind of got to be a focal point too. If you're not traveling this fall, you should be booking for for your holiday travel if, if that's when you want to travel or you have you have a time off from work and that's when you can go. I think now is is if you haven't yet, you really need to jump on it because I think the last minute travel stuff might be a bit pricier. Would you would you say? It could be, yeah. It, I mean, and, and again, the air, airlines and and uh, in particular are are doing, I, I think, a really good job of um, smartly allocating capacity uh, in order to to preserve um, yield where where they have demand, and uh, I think that will continue. Um, and then certainly the the lodging at uh, the really popular destinations has seen some price increases um, on those popular dates. But um, so definitely we always suggest uh, as soon as you know, when you're going, you should, you should book. Um, And, but we are continuing to see a lot of close in bookings and more than half of, uh, of air searches in the last couple months have been within 30 days uh, travel within 30 days. So, and and the vast majority are, are for trips within the next three months. So people are still primarily uh, booking trips closer to departure. Interesting. Yeah. So as it pertains to this fall, what are some of the popular trending destinations um, this year that you're seeing? So um, just kind of came off uh, an interesting summer, right? Where in the U.S. we had um, uh, all the optimism at the beginning of the summer. And then, of course, the variant um, caused some some challenges, but we, uh, we, we saw some of the, the classic destinations doing really well. So Las Vegas, um, is, is, was, and, and remains a very popular destination. Um, New York, Orlando, I, I was really happy to see New York, um, doing well. And any of the, the concerns that the cities may be permanently damaged as a destination just aren't, aren't the case. Uh, I've, I've been to New York a couple of times here in recent weeks, and it's very busy. Um, and, yeah, yeah. New, York is not, New York is not dead, as people were trying to say in 2020 <laughs> at times. Yeah, that, that's good. Far, far from it. And, uh, and, and in fact, um, there, there are some uh, city destinations that have dropped, but it's mostly because of some other um, uh, more remote destinations getting pushed up. And 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 it's not all domestic. We've seen um, Cancun do really well uh, through through the summer and, and into the fall. People are still looking for um, for some sun. For sure, yeah. Cancun, uh, Mexico, in general, I think is is just uh, calling so many people that do want to get internationally vacations going, but you know maybe. Uh, are a little bit worried about other destinations in the Caribbean with different restrictions in place, or obviously with Europe being uh, still new and, uh, you know, everything there. So yeah, I'm not surprised that Cancun, Mexico is, is a trending big among a lot of people, whether it's fall or definitely this coming, uh, winter and holiday season. I think a lot of people will be, uh, making their way down, um, to the tropical, wonderful weather that is Cancun, Mexico and the uh, Mexican Caribbean there. So 
Uh, do you yeah, have? That's right. Yeah. If you look into 2022, we are seeing more of the transatlantic um, searches. And now with the restrictions um, uh, relaxed a bit, I'm sure we'll see it going both ways. But um, right now from the U.S., London, Rome and Paris are still are, are up in Europe with um, and actually in the top 10 of all search destinations for U.S. travelers in 2022. So as 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 you think farther out, um, we're we're definitely seeing people wanting to go uh, internationally, and and Europe is is top of mind. Def- definitely good signs for the industry there. Do you have any uh, travel plans yourself, whether business or um, leisure related, this fall or coming winter? Well, my um, my daughter is going off to college next year, so uh, we are on the college um, tour. Uh, awesome. Trying to trying to help her figure out where to go, um, so doing some of that. But uh, yeah, and, and I like I said, I was just in New York for business um, a couple weeks ago, and um, and my wife uh, said, "Why can't I go to New York with you?" So so we're planning we're we're planning a trip there as well. Um, I'm actually going to uh, to London um, in November. So for work, uh, I think I think there's. Um, uh, once you start to travel, and this is really important for all of us who sell travel, like if we can help give people the confidence to travel and they actually get out there and take a trip, um, they see that it's safe and, and people are wearing masks and, and doing the things they need to do to, to stay um, to stay safe. And, uh, and you get an increased confidence and um, you just want to keep going. Definitely. Yeah. I love that you're going back out to New York and, and London sounds amazing. I mean, you get, um, I think one thing too, that hopefully we'll see a bit more of, um, as business travel has completely been changed over the last year, obviously so much zoom stuff. And now people are kind of getting back out into that a little bit, but I think there might be a mix of uh, leisure as it's called business and, and right. leisure and kind of blending those together. So, uh, obviously your wife wanted to, uh, jump on that a little bit with, you know, you going to New York and then saying, Hey, I, I want to go there. So my wife does that That's too. Cool. Anytime I travel somewhere, she's, uh, but I, I can't blame them, yeah, you know. <laughs> and I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, it, really interesting to see the the travel for work starting to happen more as well. Um, and like you said, we're we've spent so much time on these video calls that um, when you finally see when you're finally together with people uh, you work with or with with partners or, or clients, it's. Uh, there's there's a, a an incredible energy there that um, that uh, can't can't be matched uh, in the virtual world. So um, get out there and travel. Absolutely. So just in closing here, as we wrap things up, uh, what advice would you give to travel advisors out there selling trips this fall and, and into the future? Well, um, like like I said, for for this fall, it's it's really about giving giving our our travelers confidence, making sure that they have all the information that that they need and and that they understand um, what flexibility they have and and uh, and help them them through that because it, it is different right now. Um, but as as we look into the future, and, and we saw this on the um, on the research we did, the traveler value index there's definitely an increased focus and conscientiousness of travelers and, and especially younger travelers on, on big important topics like sustainability and inclusion and diversity and um, how uh, important those are uh, and, and how important travel is to understanding um, sustainability and, and IND 
Um, it, it's really clear in, in our survey and, and I think important for us all as, as travel, travel, travel sellers to, um, to make sure that that's part of, of, um, of, of our work. And we found in, in certain places, especially like in the UK, like two thirds of travelers were willing to actually increase spend to make their trip more sustainable. And it's a big, it's a big push in Europe, especially. Um, and IND, which um, we've we've spent a lot of time in our country, in the U.S. here, um, talking about this. But these initiatives are are really important, um, especially to younger generations. And um, and again, about two thirds of travelers are more likely to book with with providers that identify their practices as inclusive. Um, and so at Expedia Group, we're doing a lot to try to. Um, uh, help travelers have this more authentic experience with um, with their values uh, as part of their travel, and um, and I think that the role of the travel advisor has changed. Uh, the, the there's a higher reliance on them for guidance and reassurance and helping them understand uh, restrictions and safety requirements and and everything, but also to help them have that more um, that experience that aligns more uh, and with their values. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Well, Greg, I appreciate your time take, taking the time out of your day to join me um, on this podcast here. So thank you for, for joining and uh, all your insights on fall and, and in the future travel. Um, any closing thoughts you want to uh, issue out to our listeners, how they can get in touch with you or Expedia or things like that? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, Expedia has um, uh, always had an interesting relationship with, with um, travel sellers and, I hope that that uh, the evolution of our company and and um, is is seen for what it is, which is this is a uh, an ecosystem where we're all dependent on each other, and um, we can work together to make the industry better and better. Um, and really, uh, we we really appreciate the role of travel advisors and um, uh, and all of the travel sellers around the world, um, and happy to partner with them. Um, and Eric, thank you for giving me the time today. It's really, I really enjoyed talking through it. And the advice is get up, let's get out there and travel. Yes, definitely. So get out there and explore the world. It's safe to do so. And you can show that to your clients and show that to your friends as well uh, and everything. So thank you so much, Greg. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Eric. Thanks again to Greg for jumping on the show today and talking all things fall travel. Really enjoyed his great insights there on this season that we're in and approaching into winter travel. If you'd like to be on the show sometime, drop me an email. I've said it a few times on the show. Should know it already. Thank you guys for listening as always. And no show next week as I'll be out traveling again. And um, I've got another trip coming up later in October. I'm going to Cancun. If anyone's going to be at ALG Ascend, drop me a line. Love to connect and meet up there too. So, all right, that does it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week.